absolutely pathetic. In the biggest Jets game since 2015, Zach Wilson was abysmal. And on top of that, the Jets give up a punt return for a touchdown in the final seconds to lose to the Patriots 10-3. to Robert Sala's team falls to 6-4. and And from a chance for first place to now last place in the AFC East, from the playoffs to the outside and looking in, just how bad was Zach Wilson in the offense? And should they consider a QB change? What are we feeling about this Jets team after one of the worst losses we'll ever see from this franchise? I have some frustrations to vent, and Kaz will try to keep me calm. We'll do it all next on Gangs All Here from the New York Post, and it's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Gangs All Here, our Jet podcast from the New York Post. This episode of Gangs All Here is presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. Jake Brown here alongside Brian Costello. Cos, let me uh, let me just vent here because uh, I don't go to therapy. I probably should, but this is going to be my therapy is letting out this rant after that garbage that I just witnessed from the Jets today in the biggest game since 2015 for this team. They had the most frustrating loss since 2015 in Buffalo. Zach is whack. 103 total yards. 103, cause This wasn't the 85 Bears. It's the 2022 Patriots. I've seen enough from Zach Wilson. He sucks. He's not a franchise quarterback. He probably never will be. If you watch the tape, there were receivers open all day. Zach could not find them. He was scared of the pocket. He threw two balls to Patriots defenders that I would have caught with one hand eating a chicken parm hero. He was nine for 22 for 77 freaking yards. The Jets had more punts than they did points. The Jets had more punts than they did first downs. The Jets had more punts than Zach Wilson had completions. Are you kidding me? This defense gave up just three points. Put the team on their freaking back. And then after the game, when asked if he feels like the Jets offense let the defense down, this kid had the audacity to say, no, no, you had one of the worst QB performances I have ever seen. I've seen better QB performances with my 63-year-old diabetic father on Thanksgiving in the driveway. I've seen better performances from the likes of Bryce Petty, Kellen Clemens, and Brooks Bollinger. You bum. You have special teams player Justin Hardy taking accountability and putting the loss on him. Justin Hardy. You are the quarterback of a 6-4 and four football team in New York City. Put the team on your shoulders. Have some accountability and take some goddamn blame. Man up. And then you had the audacity to point to wind being a factor. It was windy. Well, Zach, if you want to play in January, you might have to win a playoff game in the snow. So don't worry about a little wind on November 20th. Man up. From 7-3 and three in first place, 
to six and four and the seller in the AFC East. This leash is very short for Zach, and it should be. And shame on Coach Salah. Shame on Michael Fleur. We'll get to all that. They suck. The coaching sucked. But Zach Wilson is holding back a team that is playoff caliber, and his play will be the reason that they do not make the playoffs. Have Mike White ready next week. Because if I got to see a first half as bad of a game as I saw from Zach Wilson in Foxborough, he's got to get pulled. Stop coddling the kid. You're the number two pick, the baby face of the franchise. Unfortunately, he's playing like a baby. He's answering questions like a baby. Time to grow up, Zach. Zach is whack. And this loss from the Jets pissed me off. Take it away, Kaz. All right. I'll talk to you Wednesday, Jake. <sighs> what else is there to say? I feel like I, I feel like I have to be your therapist. I may have to be Dr. Kaz. I've written a few of those Dr. Kaz columns through the years. I mean, I didn't even mention the punt. Like, it was the first time a punt returned over a touchdown all season. It happens to the goddamn Jets. No one's done it all year. We saw a kick return from Patterson today. We haven't seen a punt return by a rookie no one's ever heard of. Are you kidding me? <sighs> the defense played pretty well. Got to be encouraged. Got to be encouraged by the defense, right, Jake? <sighs> we said defense and no mistakes. We didn't say defense and do nothing. Like nine for 22. Here's the thing. And guys were open, Kaz. You you were there. You have the high up view. You see, there were receivers open. Yeah, there were receivers open. I think what kills you is the Jets don't need – I'm watching Sunday Night Football's on the background here. They don't need Patrick Mahomes right now. They don't need Justin Herbert, right? They need competent – play at quarterback. They don't need a superstar right now. This kid, they don't have to put him on it, put it on him. They just need competence and he's not giving them that. It was just he couldn't do anything. I mean, do you realize what in the second half, Jake, he threw for 12 yards? I thought he had negative 14 at one point. Well I mean with sacks, but he was four he was four of eleven with for 12 yards. You know, they had two total yards in the second half. So two two yards. Two yards in the second half. I mean that's incredible. And like, and the Patriots have a good defense, but you're right, they are not the '85 Bears. Um, Patriots did some good things, but it didn't really feel like it was their their defense dictating things. It just felt like the offense couldn't do anything. And here's the other part of this, Jake: is it, it isn't all Zach. They miss Brees Hall so much because this offense is not an offense that can put together 13, 14, 15 play scoring drives. If they can't do that regularly, they need a guy who when you hand him the ball, he's going to do what he did in Denver and run down the field for how whatever that was, 70 yards for a touchdown every once in a while. They need that. They they are such a different offense without Brees Hall. It's remarkable. And they're losing offensive linemen left and right. They were down to Dan Feeney at right guard today and big Cedric at right tackle. They, they, they're getting very thin on the offensive line. That's showing up. But that being said, you could you think that Zach Wilson could throw for 150 yards? I think if he throws for 150 yards and a touchdown in this game, you you win. I don't I don't think I don't think it's a problem. I think you win the game. So he he just doesn't doesn't look like the guy, Jake, and he hasn't all season. And I think he's had some good moments. The fourth quarter of Pittsburgh was a good moment. He played efficiently against Buffalo, but he has not put together a full game at all this year. And here's one for you, Jake. We're what are we at? We're ten games into the season, correct? How many has Zach played of those games? He played seven, right? Flacco started the first three. Touchdown passes this season for the Jets. Joe Flacco, five. Zach Wilson, four. Joe Flacco is still your leading passer when it comes to touchdowns. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, and then, you know, I think there's two issues here, Jake, right now. There's the, the play, which isn't good. 
And then there's the way he's carrying himself. And that showed in the postgame press conference today, which is in some ways worse. Um, Because I think you'll get some understanding from the locker room if you're not playing well as a young quarterback. Sam Darnold got a lot of understanding because he was a good dude. And he always blamed himself after a loss. Zach saying that thing about, you know, that that he, he didn't feel like he let the defense down. Contrast that with what Josh Allen said a few weeks ago when the Jets beat them. And he said, you can't win when your quarterback plays like bleep. You know, he has to learn this lesson, Jake. There has to be some accountability. Even if you don't really believe it, you've got to say it and you got to sell it that you're putting this on you because there's tension right now. You could feel the tension in the locker room. Garrett Wilson isn't happy. I think Denzel Mims was frustrated. I think the defensive players are very, very frustrated with Zach Wilson right now. They're at a very critical point here. The Jets went through this with Sanchez years ago. The defense resented Sanchez and it blew up on them finally. Right now, it feels like they're at a very delicate point with that. Zach Wilson's making Sam Darnold and Mark Sanchez look like Hall of Famers. Like, you can induct Mark Sanchez into Canton right now. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the immaturity after the game, I know Justin Hardy's a captain. And I know that play sucked, the punt return. What can he do? It was a gaffe. There was no illegal block in the back. They looked at it. He was coming from the side. There's not. I mean, it's it was a jet, old, a same old Jetsian thing to happen. But for him after the game, like, how does he look at himself in the mirror and say, no, 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 I don't feel bad. The defense was unbelievable. And even they had some mistakes. We know they had the missed tackles in the first half. A lot of missed tackles. tackles, But they still gave up just three points. And the coaching was bad. Listen, on third and one, you don't eat clock, waste a timeout, and then throw it backwards two yards. That's unacceptable as well. And that's on Zach, That was Zach. I mean – the play, he said that the play was supposed to go somewhere else and it was covered, and so then he just tried to make a play to Michael Carter. It was a it bad play like was, call. I would have it wasn't like it was designed that way. Why eat the you clock and then draw just, that up? Right, right. You could have just run you could have just run the ball. You could have. I mean, the Patriots had a timeout. So if they stopped them, they called timeout there anyway. But yeah, I, I hear you. I think he's just got to figure this out. I think the best example of being a quarterback and carrying yourself as a quarterback in this town is Eli Manning. And Eli had a thing, Jake, where if the Giants won the game, he didn't talk to the media on Monday. If the Giants lost the game, Eli talked to the media on Monday. That's how it always went, because he felt like he was the quarterback. If they lost, he had to be accountable. They always talked that. He talked that after every game. But on Monday, even he would do it again if they lost. And Eli was very good at always putting it on himself and taking the blame. And, and it's just it just comes with the territory. It comes with the job. Like, you're, you're the guy with the ball in your hands. If you don't play well, and even if you play pretty well and the team loses, you still – you got to say it's on me. Like, it, it, no one ever criticizes, criticizes you if you say this loss is on me. It, it's it's a good thing to say. It's something he has to learn. He's just – right now, he's just not there. Because then, you know, what he said the other day was stupid too about how no one outside the building knows anything. You know, yes, I am not Bill Walsh, but I know 77 yards passing sucks. I don't have to be in the building to figure that out. Do we got a cause rant coming? I'm ready for a cause <laughs> rant today. Yeah. Look, he's young, Jake. And the, like, I think people, you don't, you don't realize it till you're around. Like, he's young. A lot of times guys are immature when they get to the NFL. They're 22, 23. They're getting a lot of money. But if you're the quarterback, you don't get a lot of slack. And I know there are people in his ear. I know there are people telling him this stuff. I just know there's people inside the Jets telling him this stuff. 
it just doesn't seem to be getting through to him. I think he might need to be humbled a little bit. And Asala again after the game, oh, no, not considering Mike White. I don't know. Maybe saying we're thinking about making a change would light a fire under his ass, even if you don't make the change. Just put it out there. Say, hey, we're thinking about it. Maybe that wakes him up a little bit because right now it feels like whatever he does, they're not going to pull him. Show him some tough love. I agree. And it's not like you got, you know, Dan Marino at backup. It's freaking Mike White. I know he's not the best backup, but there are passes that any second, third, fourth string quarterback can make that he was not completing. Guys, wide open screens and the play calling again sucked, but I'm not going to blame the play call today because this this loss is on Zach. And, you know, we find a quarterback we've used two top five picks on sam darnold and zach wilson and they both sucked i mean can we find a quarterback bring back chad pennington save us chad pennington Vinny testaverde joe namath get out of the prices right commercials and get on the field i mean we need a quarterback this is pathetic and then after the game here you want a live depiction who was it connor hughes asked him all right here we go you ready the, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. No. As an offense, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No, no. Says the trash because he trash. Sorry, that was corny. Oh, but nice. I, yeah, that was that not was. nice to call someone trash either. James. You can say he's not a good quarterback, but I don't like the word trash. All right. Well, this is what we're worried about with this kid. Listen, he, he was a little spoiled. He, you know, he comes from a, a wealthy family. He's coming to New York City. We worry that this could be a problem. The injuries and now the account. I mean, that's just pissing me off. This is New York City. He's got to understand that he can't have Justin Hardy taking accountability for a team. I don't care <laughs> that Justin Hardy is the captain. I like Justin Hardy. He's great vocal leader. And the pun return was a disgrace, but you got to own up to it. And that pissed me off. And and I really didn't like that third and one. It, it was like they were kind of prevent. It's like they wanted to send it to overtime, but kind of didn't. I asked Saul after the game, thinking that I, I'm, I I can't remember exactly what he said, but it did feel like they were kind of in between Jake. I feel like they were kind they were kind of scared to leave time on the clock, and then but then they also really weren't going for it either. You know, so I don't know. It was they they it felt like they were kind of in the middle there of what to do. I think they were probably hoping they were just going to get in field goal range and kick a field goal there. And listen, I say it all the time, but you got to get more creative. I, I'm not going to say we need a flea flicker because the offensive line wasn't great. Here's but what I'll say today: you no know, creativity. The, the 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 wind. I know you don't like that. As oh, this. the wind. You couldn't throw. You couldn't throw down the field today, though. Like the one time he threw down the field, the ball died in the air. That was the catch by Mims on the sideline where Mims made a great adjustment. Mac Jones was t- through 20. What was his numbers? He was like, he just completed a lot of short, a lot more short pass passes, but they weren't throwing the ball down the field either. It was hard today to do that. So I don't know what the creativity you're looking for. We're allowed to say that. Zach is not allowed to play yes, the win. Exactly. Can, you, you know, 100%. you sit in the press box. I can. Uh, let's play that Hardy quote, Josh. I, I want to play what Hardy said because this is what Zach should have said. Let's play it. Got um, hit where there was a side of the back. It wasn't good enough. It wasn't up to my standards. It wasn't up to the Jets' standards. Put it on me. I'm going to go and work harder. Get in my film room more do whatever I can to make this team better, to make my, our special teams group better. Um, and it's not all on me. It's 11 guys on the field, but me being the captain, I'm going to always point the finger at myself first. Zach has to say yeah. And by the way, Zach is a captain too, Jake, which 
I find very suspicious, by the way. I don't think there's any way his teammates elected him captain. I think that was a coaching decision, but that's my little conspiracy theory. The only captain he is is Crunch, Captain Crunch. You cannot let that out. Ah, it blows my mind that, and listen, special teams, you know, nine successful punts. And how many completions did Zach have? Nine. It was 10 times the charm. They got a bad break. And listen, Brady Man's got to put a little more hang time on that punt. It was a low punt, but, you know, I'd like to see Brady Man after the game. Say the wind. It was very windy out there. I, I couldn't get enough hang time on that. I would actually probably just laugh if he said that. You know, you said it, it's affecting the locker room a little bit here. Let's play, Josh. We got to play this. Garrett Wilson had a couple of really strong quotes where he essentially was pointing at Zach Wilson without saying his name. Let's play the quote, Josh, about getting their ass beat on offense. Let's hear that. Uh, we got to be detailed, you know, all of us. You know, it, start, it started during the week in practice, um, coaching, all of that, man. We all got to be more detailed. We all got to have a, a better plan. Um, this shit not okay. I mean, straight up, it's not okay. We had, how, many, how many total yards we had? A little over 100. Yeah, it's just not, not, not going to fly, so... Um, you know, we got the dudes, it's time, you know, it's time to be consistent. It's time to start winning the games we should win. It's time to, to do all that. And, um, yeah. Offensively, you see teams putting up some big numbers and I think it was you know, under 80, maybe under 90 passing yards today. Yeah. I mean, why, why was the quarterback play just not, not really working? Um, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I just try to do my job to the best of my ability and, and, and um, you know, we, we play a position where it take all 11. It take all 11 of us. So, um, you know, if it don't all go right with the with the other dudes, you know, you're not going you're not going to have an opportunity. You're not going to have a chance to make a play to to, to, to change the game. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt like that today. I mean, if that's not pointing at Zach <laughs> in the passing game, there's one guy who makes passes, and that's Zach Wilson, Kaz. And, you know, th- that's a strong sentence and a strong just overall quote from Garrett. Yeah, and there was frustration. I think CBS cameras caught some of it. Him and Mims were clearly frustrated. They didn't catch much early on, by the way. How about that little delay and no cameras were working? Yes, yeah. Apparently a tree fell on the line going to the TV truck. That's what the gentleman told me at halftime. Um, tree fell on the Jets' offense, too. Yeah, we were sharing a little apple crisp, Jake. We were eating some apple crisp uh, at, at halftime there. The Patriots press box, salad food. Yeah, no, the, Garrett Wilson was very, very frustrated. And were you there? Were you at? Were you one of the? I was there? no. I was. I, I was. I was actually talking to Braden Mann at that point. Jake okay. Serby was there. So our colleague Steve Serby was there. So I. We had uh, he was handling the the Garrett Wilson aspect, but yeah, it was he expressed it. You could tell there was a lot of other people though that were frustrated, and it it's not good when that's coming out. But it reminds me, Jake, of uh, you know that locker room. I've been in a lot of frustrated, a lot of frustrated Jets locker rooms in Gillette Stadium. Jamal Adams one time was calling everyone out in that locker room at the end of the 2018 season. His we need more dogs speech was was there. So it kind of reminded me of that. And these guys come from really successful college programs, right? Garrett Wilson, Ohio State won a lot of games. And then they come to the Jets and they kind of see this stuff and you can tell they get very frustrated. And, you know, I think it's good. I think it's good that they have some guys like that right now, some younger guys who feel that way. I'd like to see some coaches do this. Like I, I, I love, I like Salah, but I sometimes think he babies, these guys and maybe behind the scenes. Do, would you agree with that? No, yeah, I absolutely agree. He's a, he's a complete players coach, you know, and it works. 
in a lot of ways it works. They they do like him, but I think Zach needs a little tough love. I do think he he could he could give him some of that. Like just he seems to always kind of excuse his play is the way I would put it. And you don't have to be a genius to figure out why they lost that game today. And he's frustrated after the game. I get it. You don't really go all in at a guy's answer after the game. Just like things I'm yelling about now. I'll wake up tomorrow morning. It's a new day. I won't be as mad. Although this one's going to stink for a while. You know, that last Patriots loss stung when Zach threw three picks. This game, it just felt like he was trying too hard to not make the mistake. And he was just scared in the pocket. He was running around scared. Well, he did and- some good running early on, Jake, too. And then that disappeared. Uh, he said they were spying him in the second half. I didn't really notice that. I'd have to watch the film. But he said they kind of took it away with a spy. And yeah, because I thought early on he was using his legs pretty well because he did run for like 26 yards. But like, it's hard. They they have to figure out how to get that freaking running game going, right? I'm not excusing Zach, but it's hard to do anything when you can't run the ball at all. And they couldn't run at all today. And I mean, 19 runs from the running backs, 23 overall for 59 yards. That's unacceptable. Yeah. And, you know, I part of it, is the offensive line is really banged up at this point, right? That right side of the line is, is, is really hurting. And maybe they get some pieces back. Max Mitchell's back practicing. I saw George Fant on a side field Friday, Jake. So that's a step. He's on his way back. Uh, the Herbig thing was weird. They, he was active, but then they said it kind of, he didn't feel right warming up. So they, they didn't, they sat him down. So they need to get the offensive line pieces back and then just figure out how to get this, how to get something going. Michael Carter and James Robinson, um, they're not going to have the Brees Hall explosive factor, but they at least can get something going with those guys. And I, that's where I think you can get creative a little bit too, Jake, is just try some more stuff there in the running game formationally and, and just get something going. But it was a play in the first half, Jake, a third down, big third down, where the Jets were actually down the field, and they handed it to Ty Johnson for the first time in the game. I was yeah, like, what was that? What are you doing? Like, why, why all of a sudden break out Ty Johnson – on third down, on a huge third down play. I, I like Ty Johnson, but give him a series or something at some point in the game. You don't have to throw him in there. So there's so yeah, some weird decisions uh, by Mike LaFleur. The excitement I had on last show, it's completely been ripped out of my heart. You are on the, like, Jets fans, I feel like, are, are on the roller coaster right now, right? Because it was like, oh, my God, they're great after Denver. And then it was, oh, my God, they're terrible after New England. Oh, my God, they're great after Buffalo. Now we're This back was bad, though. This is the ultimate regression. But they are six and four, right? And he has shown he can come out next week and play well enough for you to win. He, you know he's not. <laughs> I, I He played well against Buffalo. He, it wasn't like, like I said, he doesn't have to play great. They just need him to throw in rhythm, get, get something moving. Chicago's defense is not good. So he, they should, they, they should, and New England's defense is good. It's not the 85 Bears, but they're good. He should be able to come out and do more next week. Like, if you learn anything, it's week to week. This week has nothing to do with next week. They could look completely different next week and do it. I, I think I understand the long term. Oh my God, this guy does not look like the franchise quarterback. I would agree with that part of it. But this doesn't mean like the season's over. Like, they can still win plenty of games down the stretch and they're still in it. They're six and four. You would have signed up for six and four after 10 games, Jake, without context. I get that, but no, not like, like <laughs> hindsight is 2020 on that. Like right now, no beginning of the year. Yes. How this one came about. No, I wouldn't. And it's, it's ugly. And again, luckily you face the bears and maybe Justin Fields doesn't play and we'll drop 
a preview show Wednesday. Thank God we have Darrell freaking Revis on the show. Even he couldn't save the Jets today. They need this felt like the game, like they badly needed a pick six or a fumble recovery for a yeah. touchdown. Well, you're sitting there, Jake, and you kept I kept I kept saying to, to Ian O'Connor was sitting on the end and her column message said, Who you know, there's gonna be a big mistake in this game. Who is gonna make the mistake? I kept waiting for the pick six. Thought I thought Zach threw it, the one on the sideline. I was like, oh, there it is. I thought there was gonna be a blocked punt. I kept feeling like there was gonna be a blocked punt because there were so many punts. I'm like, there's someone's gonna block a punt, win the game. I didn't see the punt return coming, but you knew as the game was going, whoever makes that critical mistake is losing this game. And the Jets did it with 26 seconds left. I saw a ghost. It was Deshaun Jackson on the field. That's who yeah. was it was on the field there. And how about the game ending on this? I mean, how apropos. Elijah Moore. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what he was doing there. That was a little weird. And now you see it. You see why Elijah's been so mad and he's he sees who his quarterback is. Pure garbage. He's so bad. Man, oh my god. Garbage, you are just harsh. I mean, would you have pulled him? I mean, there was a point of that game where he was so bad where you put Mike White in. Did did you think at any I knew Salah probably wasn't, but if you were the coach, would you have pulled him? I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I don't think I'd be there yet. Like again, it's only two weeks ago he played a pretty good game against Buffalo. When you pull a guy who is the guy, right? Who you drafted and they started from day one. When you pull him, it's hard to come back from that. Then like that's your you're opening a whole other can of worms. So I that's a pretty tough decision to make. I don't think I would have done that there. My blood pressure is rising so high. Let's play one more quote here from Josh. Let's play Garrett Wilson had one more about that ish is not sorry. Let's play that quote. It's something like it starts in the practice week, man. It's, it's got to be better. Um, you know, things that we see and don't call out, it's got to start getting called out. Um, um, yeah, I mean. I mean, this this is unacceptable, and, and no one wants to feel like this. But you, it, that's not enough. You know, you got to do something about it. And, and um, you know, hopefully, this is a wake up for for some people in the in the facility. You know, for us in the facility to get on our to get on our details. Who in the facility? Um, you know, all of us. My fault. All of us. We all got to take that responsibility and, and build each other up and, and come the right way. Come ready to work. But have a plan though. It can't just be passively working. It can't just be in the facility and, and not know what we're there for. You know, we gotta we gotta find something to get better at. Especially in the pass I mean we, in the passing game. Let me call it like it is. We got we gotta get better in the passing game if we wanna be where we wanna be at. And we know we can be there. So that's the most frustrating part. You know, we ain't gotta be in these games like this. Um, I mean they, they, they ain't even scoring on offense and we lost the game. So me personally I I mean we gotta me personally I just feel like we gotta Use this as um, take it for what it is. We got our ass beat on offense, and and, and the result don't. I mean, the result shows we've had 100 yards. It's hard to put trust in the receiver room when your quarterback can't throw to a receiver, guys. Yeah, I don't know who he's talking. I don't know who he's talking about there. He's talking about the coaches, or he's talking about Zach. Because like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's I'd... something with Lafleur and Zach and the receivers and Elijah. And get there is not everything clicking there. It feels like because everyone's hey. calling out everyone. <laughs> no, yeah, it hasn't I mean. been good. I mean. Yeah, this this one though, this Garrett is a you know being around was a very like I talked about immature. He's a very mature rookie, and he handles himself very well. So for him to do this, I have to think he knew he had the backing of some people, some other people in the locker room to to talk like that. So they got some work to do this week in kind of 
uh, fixing things. What's what's a, another mind blowing stat? And you tweeted it. Two of the Jets' four lowest performances offensively in team history. Oh, it's Alex Wilson at quarterback. 53 versus the Bills in the last game and 103 today. Two of four. This team's been around for how many years, guys? 60? I don't know. I don't know the math. Yeah, it hasn't exactly been great in those 60 years, Jake. I, most I don't know 95% if I'm, bad. I don't know if I'm breaking this to you. Like the, the Jets have not had a good history offensively through the years. So, yeah, you know, one of my like, I don't know if it's like pet peeve is the right word or, or something that bugged me, Jake, was that game at the end of last year got like no attention at all because it was the last game of the year and everyone was kind of like checked out already. Like the season was over. It was good. It was about, well, oh, what are the Jets going to do in free agency? What are they going to do with the two top 10 picks? Everyone moved on quickly. That game was atrocious, right? From everyone associated with the Jets offense was atrocious. 53, half the yards of this game. 53 total yards in that game, and no one cared. If that game was in October, you would have been screaming from Michael Floor's head. You're like, it would have been crazy. So, like, that game was was like, oh, my God. And and it was cold. That was another one. It was very, very cold. And Zach did, just seemed completely off because it was cold. Like, this is another little disturbing trend that he's complaining about the weather. Like, it's it's not usually great in the AFC East in three of the four cities. You know, it's not so good when, when you play in late in the season. So, and, and the other performances, Jake, like the, the one in Denver, you probably remember in 2017, that was, that was horrific. And that was the one where John Morton was just running the ball at the end of the game. So they could have a hundred yards. And then the game from 1976 is Joe Namath's final game as a Jet. And that was at Shea Stadium, which, and like, if you look at the stats from that game, it's atrocious. So whenever that game comes up, that last Namath game, you know it's bad. That, that was the standard of ineptitude for a very, very long time until Zach Wilson arrived. I don't have a bag here, but here will be me and uh, all Jets fans going against the Bears next week. Bag overhead. Oh, you're we, six and four. We can't we back. We're here. Hey. You're six and four. You're six and four. Remember, Jake, in the graphic. They're in the graphic. Put me in, coach. I'm ready. How, how about this offseason trade? Zach Wilson for Geno Smith. I'll sign up for that. Do you think you do you think if I gave you eleven passes against the NFL defense, you could get twelve yards? 11 passes against NFL 12 yards. Yes. Because that's what Zach had in the second half. I sort of think I could too. I think I would just throw it to the running back, you know, throw a little short in the running back, get it. Get, I could do that with a plate of shrimp cocktail in my left hand, Kaz. You kidding me? Mm. My goodness. God. <laughs> Zach, trash. You know what weird thing he's doing too, Jake? I don't know if you know. He seems to be throwing sidearm all the time, even when he doesn't have to. And like today was rising on him. A few of those that went over to the guy's heads, it was taken off on him. I just don't know. Yeah, what, what is he, Chad Bradford? What is he, Jeff yeah. Nelson? What is he doing? Chad Bradford. I lied. I don't want the Jets to move to uh, where next to City Field. Keep him at Jersey. I can't be there every Sunday. I can't be that close to this much ineptitude. Well, the Jets will face the Bears and maybe backup quarterback. We'll preview that game on a special episode dropping Wednesday. We've already done an interview with Darrell Revis. He will go in the Ring of Honor Sunday. So there is a positive. You beat the Bears. You're 7-4, but you went from being in first place with a win to now being in last place to losing the tiebreaker to the Pats. You're 0-2 to the Pats. That tiebreaker's out the window. And it You're also is out of the playoffs right now, Jake. You're looking in. You're on the outside looking in for the playoffs. Well, right? you you lose the tiebreaker to the Bengals. Bengals. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Oh right, because you lost to them. Yes, oh yeah, lost to the Bengals. 
So you go from the fifth seed to out of the playoffs and yeah. it's slipping away. And listen, the way the Chargers are looking, they're a wild card contender right now, too. Yeah. So the Jets are very much on so the we're, we'll, at. we'll break down Tankathon next week, Jake. Oh, we'll start talking about the draft. What do you want? See, I know you're what loving you, this, too. You, you are loving this Jets <laughs> downfall. I know. What do you want, a tackle? Admit that you are loving the downfall. I like just tormenting you a little bit. No, you like the torment. I I like to torment you a little bit, but yeah, you know, (sighs) tackle. What are you looking at? Tackle in the first round, Jake. What are you thinking? We'll talk about that on Christmas. Hey, we we made it to Thanksgiving in the race barely. How about this? We made it to Thanksgiving. We thought we were in the playoffs, and now we're going to Thanksgiving, not in the playoffs. So I will not be mentioning the Jets on my Thanksgiving dinner. I don't know what I'm thankful for this year that I lost four pounds while I was sick the last two weeks. Congratulations. A freaking relations, Jake, and lost some weight. All right, we'll close out this edition of Gangs All Here next. Um, no, it's dog. That'll say adios to a very frustrating episode 123 of Gangs All Here, our Jets podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Andrew Hartz and the intern Josh Crawford for helping me produce this very depressing show. Catch up on whole episodes you may have missed by subscribing to Gangs All Here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, and get us on the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Subscribe there and watch full episodes of the show. For Brian Costello, I'm Jake Brown. We'll be back Wednesday. So right before Thanksgiving, we'll drop an episode We'll preview the Jets matchup at MetLife Stadium with the Bears in a game that is now considered a must-win. We'll do a short preview because most of the episode, we will be joined by one of the greatest Jets ever. That's right. One of my childhood heroes, Darrell Revis, joins Gangs All Here. So you're going to want to come Wednesday for that interview. You'll have Wednesday to Sunday to listen to it before he gets inducted into the Jets Ring of Honor on Sunday. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Gangs All Here. We'll talk to you Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And uh, enjoy your frustrating week ahead. I've seen better QB performances with my 63-year-old diabetic father on Thanksgiving in the driveway.